When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Ben, I don't I don't want to say that I'm dressed more like the host today, but I feel like maybe I'm wearing, you know, some some pop pop Patreon merch here. Okay. And okay. you're not. So I, I you see, know I people see. if people want to change their votes based on who dresses more like the host, that's that's well, up to them. Let me one up you. Yeah. Let me one up you. <laughs> oh be- no. Because because <laughs> Because I have the prototypes um, of the brand new exclusive merch that is now available over at patreon.com slash popcorn culture, um, which for Q2 of 2022, which is the year that we're in, it's like two, 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 um, will be these absolutely gorgeous moleskin notebooks that have a gold stamp front and center oh yes with, with the popcorn culture oh, logo yeah. oh, on it man. if you if you're viewing right now you can see the shimmer shimmer shine shine of it it's absolutely beautiful uh and these will also um if you sign up will have your name um embossed in gold in the bottom yes oh man um, they look really really good i know i was so impressed like i feel like we've i have been a huge fan and if you've been like a super carlin brothers fan for a while you you've seen it but like if anywhere i can incorporate foil into oh, yeah. anything anything it, to make it shine right like to me i'm like this is basically just like a cheat code for life like like they'll just allow you to you can do this you can just do it why doesn't everybody <laughs> do this just make things shine. Dude, shiny is i feel like shiny is just very vogue right now it could be you it know? could be you know what else i feel like is vogue right now mm. is tie-dye Ti- oh i have not not considered doing or er, doing tie-dye shirts for like scb in some capacity. If we, okay, this, I mean, this could be like the type of thing where it'd probably be like way, way too much work for us. But before, I have thought it would be cool if like you and I tie-dyed all of the shirts. If we personally tie-dyed. Yes, it's like tie-dyed by us. Custom. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Custom yeah. and not custom well. Yeah, that's going to definitely, if we, if that happens, it's going to have to be very exclusive or something. <laughs> that's like a lot of work. Extreme limited edition. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I had seen um, prior to signing off of, of TikTok now a couple of weeks ago was a guy would pop up and he was doing such incredibly advanced tie-dye work oh yeah that like the outcomes were just like they were so psychedelic and like wild looking but like geometrical and i was like i always sort of thought that like the general approach of tie-dye was was the irregularity of the colors like right. that, that's like that is like what i picture when i think of tie-dye and this is like oh no 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 
Sorry your third grade class led you down the wrong path so you could all semi-match on your trip to the Carolina Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not how tie-dye works. That's not how tie-dye works. Yeah, so people, but like, it, what's the thing that amazes me the most is that like, I've never been on a cruise before, but I've seen pictures of like, when you get on a cruise, they've folded your towel into like a, like a llama or something. Yeah, or, yeah. Or an elephant, a giraffe, mm-hmm. right. an, an animal of right. sorts. Yeah. Um, the shape of of like a t-shirt that has been like expertly set up for tie dye yeah. is like so absurdly comical and random looking that I'm like, I don't know how people know how to like get the achieved outcome that they're looking for, but clearly they do. Yeah. It's just, it is, it's really, 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 really neat looking. So if you've never looked into like pro level tie dye, I have not looked into pro level tie dye, but my last experience with tie dye came, um, my senior year of high school and um, a uh, a friend, a female friend of mine who, when I look back on it, it feels very obvious that maybe she had a crush on me, possibly. Oh. And I was just not picking up what she was putting down. She's like, we're total buds. This is great. What a fun friend. But I remember she invited me over at like 9.30 p.m. one night to like make tie-dye shirts. And you I were not like, picking up I on these like, signals. I was like, let's go. <laughs> this sounds great. That is hilarious. And I had a cool tie-dye shirt. I do not remember <laughs> you having a tie-dye shirt senior year of high school. Well, uh, maybe. I don't, I don't I don't remember when. I probably didn't wear it a ton, but I did make it. Was it cool looking? I mean, I, I, I cannot remember it. Honestly, the thing that I remember about tie-dye is that um, one of your best friends when we were growing up, I, the, like their mom, I don't know if they were like an art teacher, if they were just like a crafty person, mm-hmm. like whatever the case may be. Um, Diane yeah. was her name. Yes. Yeah. She was really great. But like she would always like have like these like arts and crafts projects and stuff to do. And I, I think that her and mom were, were maybe doing them for like a like an event or something like that. So everybody got together and we tie-dyed a bunch of stuff. And I remember uh, there was like a pair of – because at this point in time we were probably like – I don't know, six, like we were like little kids, yeah. but we had like a pair of just like white underwear. And I think that mom had gone through and like tied it such that like the butt would just have like a huge, <laughs> like a bullseye on it. And I remember as a kid, it did not occur to me that this was something that could have been done intentionally to be funny. Oh, And so, <laughs> and so like looking back on it, I, I remember like as a kid, I was like, what, what are the odds? Like right on the butt too. You know, it was like, I don't know. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. We should tie dye some stuff. We should tie dye. It didn't even, you just brought up underwear. I was like, what else could you tie dye? Like, I mean, like, could you tie dye like jeans or something? Now, all I can imagine is you in the basement of your house, like while the kids are sleeping, you're getting into tie dye and singing the song, What Else Can I Do? What, <laughs> <laughs> what else can I do? No, man, I can't. I can, the, the, I can tell you the number one motivating factor for me, for me to do tie dye, I think would be to do it with the kids. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm imagining yeah. this becoming a like an absolute just J exclusive hobby. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I got it. It's like, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Beth, wife. Can't hang out right now. I'm going to go uh, tie some dye down right. in the basement. Don't disturb me. <laughs> I will be in my I lab. I will be in my lab. <laughs> <laughs> or like even if you had like a, like if you called it like my like my downstairs workshop, <laughs> like most people's minds might go to like, you know, like like a like a wood shop yeah, of like sorts. A wood shop, maybe a gym, right. something like that. Yeah. Maybe it's like your code name for your like your basement bar or something. Yeah, but sure. down in the workshop. Down in the workshop. Yeah. yeah. I've got like a neon Budweiser sign. And right. Yeah. Some like inflatable 
Corona planes hanging from the ceiling. I feel you like know. you had one of those. I, yeah, in that, your that room. was that was not a random grab. I was like, yeah, okay, that sounds familiar. But anyway, now now I'm thinking like, okay, so if you were if you were having not that you'll ever need one, but like a dating profile, I'm like, you could have the most eclectic list of interests ever, which is right. like, I'm really into Pokemon, um, specifically gardening sunflowers, and tie-dyeing tie-dye anything I, yeah <laughs> we should oh my god this is I, I we should just create a fake dating profile of someone and make that the bio and just see what happens no. like the unfortunate thing would be that some there there would be someone who would who would give us the old swipe right or something and then we'd have to go through the embarrassing like sorry we were just doing this isn't a real person this is a gag this is a but gag like, that's for the a thing, podcast though, is that i have to tell you is that like if i were if i had been on like a dating site and like you know th- it, it's funny because our editor riley here in office tells us all the time like back when when he used to use them like like the things that stood out to him were people who like had the office as like a characteristic listed on their dating profile and enjoying ranch dressing. I, I think this is a thing. Yeah, the office and ranch dressing. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's brought it up a bunch of times that like as you're as you're going through the myriad because in my mind I've never used a dating app before. Yeah. So anything you could list in my mind would be brand new, completely original, like whatever. But I've never had that experience of going through and swiping in such a way that you're like kind you're, of picking up on like what, like a, like a known, like a known like code or something like I'm, this, it's not that you, I mean, I'm sure those people do enjoy ranch dressing in the office, but it's more like saying I'm this kind of person. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like you might be able to like, to like help sort you know, or whatever. Right. Um, the other thing just also being like maybe finding like commonalities, I, I have to imagine starts to crop up. Like what are the things that people think will, will come across as like a defining characteristic, but like ultimately maybe is not like a super defining. Yeah, like what are people listing besides tie dye to get people interested in <laughs> but them? This is my exact thought though, is that like an eclectic list <laughs> like this, I totally think would have worked for me because I'd have been like, Oh my gosh, this, this person. person is just, they're just oozing whimsy right they, now. They, Oozing the whimsy. <laughs> right out of their their sunflower starch tie-dye <laughs> t-shirt wherein... I feel like growing sunflowers and t- being into tie-dye feels like it's a, as like a, sp- a specific kind of person. But then if you throw the Pokemon cards in there, that feels like a completely different sect. Oh, that's you true. Know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. These two things go together. That one feels a little a little out of left field maybe uh, yeah and then you're like then you get to meet you know one of us and be like oh it's just still still who knew i can't believe you didn't mention youtube <laughs> oh i know yeah like this Sorry. is the thing yeah i feel like i feel like as you're as you're going through you want to include this is my advice to anybody who cares to take it good luck i have no idea if it'll work but i would include like something about me that would be like the it's like everything like everything checks off it's like this is all these are all you know good good things love it um but then there would have to be that detail that on the first date they're like i have gotta ask like what is the deal with this fill in the blank yeah yeah like determined to have dinosaur sheets for the rest of your life you think you'd put that in your bio i'm dying on this hill yeah (laughs) i i had custom made king size dinosaur (laughs) sheets because they don't normally make them in king size you know (laughs) i had to go out of my way (laughs) yeah right right most kids don't have the king size right (laughs) yeah tyrannosaurus size as it's known in in the dinosaur (laughs) sheet world it comes in (laughs) t-rex triceratops oh man that'd be great Uh, that's so true (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So anyway, I don't know if that's, that's a terrible example. I, I typically, when I'm trying to think of something, uh, just a, a incredibly random, I think that my brain has this fun feature about it. That is like one of those roulette wheels where it's just like, something's going to come out of my brain. <laughs> I don't know why dinosaur sheets is what came to my mind. I have like, there's, there's no backstory there. I don't have, I don't a, have anything that's like a, leading up to it. It feels like a little presumptuous too, to be listing your sheet preferences in your you dating know, profile. That is true. You're like I will not change my dinosaur sheets. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. My bad. Now I feel like I have like uh, I have inadvertently walked down a road I did not uh, originally plan. Here's here's I think this would be this would be a good uh, I feel like a good thing to include in your in your dating profile. I was live streaming last night on Instagram. Okay. Because we gotten a new uh, a new box of Pokemon cards and I was opening them at the house instead of tie dyeing like I might normally do on a regular <laughs> evening in my shop in my shop. And I was like, you know what? No one else is here. The kids are asleep. Beth's hanging out with uh, having like dinner with some friends. So I was like, I'm just going to stream. I'll just answer some questions. And the number, it was like 930 at night. And the number of people watching that mentioned that they were drinking coffee or something. I was like, what is going on? Like, no, it must be a different time zone. You guys on the East Coast? And they're like, East Coast, Jay, East Coast. I'm like, well, that's impressive. But but the combination of coffee and popcorn came up a few times. And I was like, you know what? If I, if I, that, that seems like a really good thing to put in your dating profile, just like coffee and popcorn. Coffee and popcorn. Yeah. Do you, do you think that that would be defining enough Ooh, about you? Or is this know. the office and in, in ranch dressing all maybe, over again? Maybe. Generally liked things. Generally liked things. You know, <laughs> I like coffee and popcorn. You're keeping the net open. Although this is, this is like that, that like thing where if you can go, really 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 specific then it's like you're you're not catching you're not catching a lot but what you are catching was okay with whatever specific thing you put right exactly look when you come back from fishing no one's like who got the most fish it's who caught the biggest fish exactly know? exactly right so you gotta you gotta put on some of the the specialty bait exactly the dinosaur sheets you gotta put the di- <laughs> or maybe something else <laughs> well well i mean yeah you can Let's well, stick with tie-dye bed. <laughs> I know, yeah. There you go. I'll, yeah. Maybe uh, you just could put complete nonsense in there. Just be like, tie-dye dinosaurs and sunflowers. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? I got to, now I just need to know. I just got to get it on. I got to be in person with this person. Right. It's like, you've you've piqued my curiosity. I get, okay. Yeah, it's tie-dye like, dinosaurs. I don't, I don't like these things at all, but, but I need to know why. I've also why. never <laughs> seen them next to each other like this. Right. It's like, I need to know why <laughs> you like them. I, okay, Ben, speaking of sunflowers. <laughs> okay. Last, a couple of weeks ago, you, we were trying to come up with a good old fashioned nickname for the bunny in my yard that's ruining my sunflowers. Yeah. You declined sauce. Yeah. And I think we did go with bazooka bazooka which by the way if you go to the popcorn culture reddit you can um, see live footage of bazooka um, scoping the perimeter on the sunflowers i can't help but feel like naming bazooka has has caused you to have more of an endearing relationship well well i mean a little bit i feel like we have this like you know mutual rivalry now yeah sure sure sure. yeah like like well-respected foes Kind of, kind of like when you go to like a tie dye conference and <laughs> exactly, like, you know who you're up against. You know who you're up against. Like everyone's there and they're all like, "Yeah, we just love tie dye," but you all know you're secretly in like horrible competition for who's the best at tie dye. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's it's right. it's quite it, tie dye is a sport known for its pleasantries, but beneath it all is just it's ruthless. It's it's ruthless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
There's no <laughs> doubt. So anyway, I like I I wasn't I was wavering on even the name of Bazooka, but upon re but upon seeing Bazooka in the flesh in the hair as yeah, it were, yeah. it, there was no doubt that was absolutely his name. Okay, good, sure. good, good. Now the que- now here's my thought though is I feel like as I've constantly referred to Bazooka, I feel like he needs more of like a title. Okay. So I've um, come down to two names, and I just want you to weigh in. Okay. Either just full full name title Bazooka Bunny. Or alliteration, good, yeah, good, yeah, good. Get the, yeah, you got that in there. Or Bazooka Jack Rabbit, like Bazooka Jack Rabbit. Oh, that's also right? good. Yeah, because I mean, he's not actually a Jack Rabbit. Obviously, it's like a whole different kind of uh, long-eared foe. As but, soon as you said Bazooka Jack, right, it immediately had an eye patch. Yo, Bazooka Jack. Yeah, Bazooka Jack yeah. definitely has an eye patch. Okay, and so it's like now it's a rabbit. <laughs> That has an eye patch, which is yeah. kind of adorable. Rabbit that has an eye patch and a bazooka. Slightly, slightly menacing. Yeah, kind of adorable. Yeah. Okay, I like Bazooka Jackrabbit personally. Okay, Bazooka Although, Jackrabbit. But I could see the argument for Bazooka Bunny, right? Because it's got, got the like, alliteration. It's got the alliteration going yeah. on. So but like Jack Bunny doesn't work, or no, no, no. Bazooka, bazooka Jack Bunny. Maybe it's oh. just maybe it's just Bazooka Jack. <laughs> bazooka Jack's pretty good. Yeah, and then it's sort of like why why the Jack? And it's like Jackrabbit. <laughs> Jackrabbit. And then people exactly. are like, oh, oh I get it. Right, that's right, clever. Right, right, right. They. Like everybody gets there like at the yeah, same speed. Exactly. Because okay. you have to explain it to them. Like all the best jokes. All the best jokes. All the best. <laughs> Speaking of, I think you insert inserted a corny joke into this week's You know, it just felt like it had been a minute since we did a good old fashioned corny joke. So I just, you know, I put one in there. Can, can you lay it on me? Are you ready, Ben? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why okay. did the duck go to the chiropractor? Why would the duck go to the chiropractor? Wing injury, it seems likely. Yeah, sure. Possible like Neck, you know, it seems like sometimes they do like a little bit of a. They got they they got like a you know, like a skinny they got like a long neck going on a duck. They do. They yeah. do. It feels like you might need a chiropractor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What is it typically called when you go and get like reset by a chiropractor? Adjusted. And adjusted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the answer to the corny joke is an adjustment. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, you're not. I mean, you're in the right. Um, you know. Why you go to the chiropractor <laughs> realm? <laughs> Correct. Uh, the I'm, answer, I'm in the same pond. Yeah, you're in the same pond. Why did the duck go to the chiropractor to get its back quacked? Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, that falls into. The, I think that's an adjustment, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, I, exactly. I, I pretty much had it right, just yeah. not as adorable. You're technically correct, <laughs> which is the best kind of correct, as we all know. <laughs> that would be really funny if, like, we if, if inside of um, like 27 Butts the movie is you had someone who kept trying to tell jokes and someone kept giving technically correct, correct answers. answers. It's yeah. like, well, yes. Yeah, but isn't that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His back quacked. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, an adjustment. That's what I said. Yeah, it's, but okay. it's a pun. Well, is it? Is it? Is it? I mean, it's just a question. Okay. So speaking of speaking of running gags okay. that we currently have okay. going on in the pop right now, you also included a fun fact about a Blinken, which I'm extremely excited about because what you have written down seems impossible. But I agree. If I've come to know anything about good old Abe, about good old no, Abe Blinken, nothing is out. Ben. Okay. Yes. So again, this was actually this also this fact originated again from my Instagram live chat last night while I was opening the latest um, set of Pokemon cards, Astral Radiance. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, people were bringing up, you know, crazy things about Abe Lincoln. They were like, 
because we were talking about Obi-Wan and someone was like, is Abe Lincoln in Obi-Wan? And I was just like, you know what? It would legit not surprise me if somewhere in the Star Wars galaxy, there is a character like based on Abe Lincoln sure. or something like that. So that was sort of my like, like, you know what? It would, it would just, it feels very even probable at this point, because I can't believe the number of ways Abe Lincoln has found his way into everything. I know, I know. It's like, <clears throat> but that that's part of it too, is that he like he's such a particularly famous president because he was involved <clears throat> with like such a particularly like pivotal um, era yeah. of like American history. Yeah. But like, it also feels like, you know what, even if he hadn't been, even if he had just been like alive during like a total like lull. Right. Even if he was just like president number <clears throat> like 23 or something. Oh yeah. I mean, 23. <laughs> Does anybody remember 23? <laughs> I know. Nobody. Nobody. Van Buren. Is that right? I have absolutely no, no idea. Just total no. shot in the dark. Wow. Sometimes it's fun to just guess. Sometimes it is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. I, so I, I threw you off. So anyway, I was looking it up today. Like, is there a Star Wars character based on Abe Lincoln? And the answer is yes. And it was shocking to me. But then I read a little bit further and it wasn't It wasn't what I thought. Okay. Okay. So. I, I'm like, like the, the thumbnail that you were describing with words. I'm clicking on right now. Okay. <laughs> so the Star Wars character based upon Abe Lincoln is Supreme Leader Snoke. It can't be. I know, I know. It can't it's, it be. It is like, I know, I was like, there's no, 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 no. What are you talking about? How on earth could Supreme Leader Snoke be based on Abe Lincoln? I mean, may, maybe unbeknownst to us, Snoke is just like a hands-down killer grappler or something. Uh, well, you know, I mean, you never, you can't rule it out. However, yeah. the thing that's immediately coming to my mind, because again, I want to guess, yeah. is like the Lincoln Monument is not dissimilar mm-hmm. to the way that, Kylo Ren first interacts with Snoke. Yes, no, that is exactly it. Oh, the, nice! Yes, the the way in which they designed um, Snoke's appearance in The Force Awakens and how Kylo Ren would speak to him in the giant holographic throne was based upon the Lincoln Monument. Interesting. Mm, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so that he, makes... In, in no <clears throat> other way is he um, similar to Abe Lincoln other than, I guess, that he's the, the leader of his particular political party <laughs> both leaders both <laughs> leaders one not so good not, yeah, i know i know exactly yeah. okay interesting 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 it also yeah. makes me think of the movie uh the animated hercules where hercules goes and talks to zeus in a oh, very, yeah. very very similar capacity that feels like exact that has that almost is definitely based on the lincoln monument as I, well i right? wonder if jj <laughs> abrams was just like sitting at home and he's just like watching hercules and he's like no, I've got an idea. I have an idea. What if Supreme Leader Snoke is Zeus, is Lincoln, is a hologram? Let's try it. Let's try it. Okay. So they did. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. So speaking of Lincoln, this also reminds me of Lincoln's treasure. Of Lincoln's treasure. Which brings me to today's Element of Surprise. Whoa! And fittingly, it also fits with exactly what we just talked about. Oh my in, in a way that like what? I couldn't have I couldn't have like set this up better. I saw the notes and I'm like, this is gonna work out. I have no idea what you're about so, to tell me. If you're well, if you're about to tell me Lincoln had a genuine like treasure box somewhere, it wouldn't even surprise me. What I'm about to tell you is that we now have a treasure box. We have a treasure box? Well, technically not a box, but we have treasure that could go in a box. Uh, oh, we have treasure. We have treasure. Oh, my so goodness. So once upon a time, you authorized me to purchase some treasure, which I then did, <laughs> thinking did. Oh, no. it would have happened sooner. 
and it has arrived. Oh I shall, my god! I shall pass the baton. So hang on, nervous. hang on, hang on. See if like you can like, hear it. He can't see it right I now, people. See. Oh! But you can hear. You can hear I it. Hear the treasure. Doing the clink. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna do the handoff for the folks who aren't watching at home okay. and only listening oh at home. Oh my gosh! I can kind of see some of it. it okay. Looks it looks treasury. It's treasury indeed. Oh, it is it's hefty in I weight. know, I know. Oh my goodness, look at this. Is I bestow this so upon you treasure. The treasure. Is this, um, it looks like Beskar steel. It is. It is a, it is a molded, it, it is actual silver. Oh, it's real. Okay, this is like pure silver. It's pure silver. Oh and it has been gosh. molded to look like the Beskar steel like blanks from the Mandalorian. Oh my gosh. That's and so, so cool. When, like when we first set out to do this, I had, I had ordered this like months ago or a couple of months ago, I think when we first had the conversation. Um, so when you had, like when you were comparing Lincoln to star Wars and yeah. I was like, well, now we have Lincoln's treasure. Now we and have it's star Wars and themed. star Wars themed. <laughs> What makes this Lincoln's treasure just that? Well, because it originated from the pop. Well, as far as I'm concerned, mm. any treasure that we have, we must refer to as Lincoln's treasure. As Lincoln's treasure, <laughs> because that was our that was our <coughs> inspo is is Lincoln's treasure. What what amount is there a specific value that I'm holding? It says two dollars on it. No, so it's um. No. I think each one of those is maybe two ounces each. Okay. So um, I forget how much an ounce of silver was, but it was the thing I was surprised about, especially having like, you know, looked into purchasing like an engagement ring for Alice once upon a time and like looking at the precious metals and stuff like that. Right. Is that like silver is just not as expensive as you think it is. Like to me, like the idea of like, if somebody were like, like if they handed you, even if it was like a quarter and they were like, oh, this is a 1963 quarter, meaning like this one is made of like pure silver. I would have thought like, oh my gosh, you just handed me something that could have been like in the treasure chest at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean. You right. Know? Like, like, like in my mind, like <clears throat> silver is like just very barely not as valuable as gold. Yeah. But they are not even like remotely on the same page. Okay. Like an ounce, <laughs> an ounce of silver, I think is like, like $35 and an ounce of gold is like 2000. Oh, so so if you come in like second place at the Olympics, you really are like the first loser. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Especially, I don't know if, if Olympic medals are in fact uh, like actually precious medals. What, dude? It would be so disappointing to me if Olympic medals were not made out of the precious metals upon which they are named after. I I I mean, I'm sure they're plated, but like. For them to be so, like, if they were giving solid gold medals, yeah, I mean those. I mean the the size of those things is such that they would be giving them. And I mean, I suppose it's a this it's, is, yeah. It's, I mean, you're the best in the world, the best in the world. But I mean, it would basically <laughs> make that that medallion. I mean, I bet that those easily weigh half a pound, which is well, they're very strong people. They are very strong people. But I mean, oh, that would be eight ounces. That would mean that that medal cost sixteen thousand dollars. I'm looking it up right now. Please do. Are Olympic medals made out of pure gold? Let's see. Each Olympic gold medal is made up of 210 grams of silver and is coated with 6 grams of 24 karat gold. The bronze medals are made of copper, zinc, tin, and a very small amount of silver. Well, that is just a bummer. If you ask me, I was, I mean, the thing is, is that like, despite the fact that you are on 
the global level, the best in your field. Like, I think it's very easy, especially like living in America to operate under the assumption that like you are a professional athlete, therefore you are extremely well-funded like for your task, Mm -hmm. but it would absolutely be the case that if it was pure gold, I think that the problem would be that you would have like your greatest accomplishment in this like physical, you know, like, um, object, but for so many people, it would make more sense probably for them to sell it. Ooh, that's interesting. You know, I well, that's weird. That's weird. Is there I've never even considered this. Is there any like prize money associated with winning the Olympics? I have absolutely no idea. Well, my this is going to I mean other than obviously you're not even real gold medal. Hold on. <laughs> Which I mean, to be fair, it is entirely possible that if you did sell in a real gold medal, like they are incredibly collectible not even collectible, but like they would be incredibly rare and scarce objects um, because they're even different at each Olympics. So each time there's like only a set number of those gold medals. So it's entirely possible that they're actually worth even more if you were to like, or if like Michael Phelps were to like auction off one of his, I bet he could sell it for so much. Okay. Okay. This is, this is the top result on Google from February 17th, 2022. It says, Olympic athletes do not get paid by just attending the Olympic Games. However, if an athlete earns a medal, there is a medal bonus attached to it. A gold medal is worth $37,500. A silver medal is worth $22,500. And a bronze medal is worth $15,000. Wow. <clears throat> so, I guess you do... Now, I, I don't know if that's like saying that the United States will give its athletes a prize based on winning the medals or whether or not the, the, Olympic, U, the Olympic Committee would. Yeah, it's got to be the Olympic <coughs> Committee. Yeah, otherwise I, that sounds like bounties or something. Or Well, it would, also, bounties, it would also be very, um, again, disproportionate to different nations. Sure. Like for the United States, again, it's it probably wouldn't be that big of a deal. But like if your country... Um, like let's say, I don't know, like went and had like a, a really, really incredible run at the Olympics and just like stacked up a bunch of medals and they were like, who man, we did not budget for this level of performance. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, like you don't want to like discourage a scenario <laughs> yeah. where, yeah, Michael Phelps is just like, uh, sorry, sir, you have won too many medals. It's like, yeah. We're running out of cash flow we're running over out here. Of the cash flow. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. I didn't. I've never even considered whether or not if you meddled in the Olympics that you also like won some amount of cash prize. But I suppose the bronze lining is that if you come in third, that you still get fifteen thousand dollars. There is that. There is that. Yeah. So the other question I would have is if you're like on like a relay team, let's say, and you win a gold medal, it's like does that thirty-seven thousand get oh. split amongst mm. the four of you, or do all four of you get it? I would think <clears throat> that all four of them got it. Ooh, that's how I would think. Okay. It's four people. They all contributed to winning the medal. I guess if like, how would you, because like. What about like a cer- soccer team? Yeah, certainly if like a soccer team won it, you'd think every, play- they're not splitting up the money. That would be so, uh, you'd be, you'd be getting so much less it, if you're I'm, on the soccer team. At bare <clears throat> minimum, 11 players to play a game of soccer. And that's like with zero substitutes. So, right. Uh, almost certainly it's twice as many as that. Right. Um, so yeah, but yeah, you'd be talking about it's twenty-two players splitting thirty-seven thousand dollars for being a globally yeah. best in your field athlete. Yeah, yeah, that would that would seem like 
like too small of an amount. It would seem like too small of an amount. So yeah, my I my guess without doing any extra research is that they I would think and hope that they would all get the top prize money. Okay. Okay. That then makes those particular sports a lot more expensive to run. <laughs> it does. It does. And it's also interesting because it feels like those are the types of sports that I, there there are some exceptions to this, but it doesn't feel like like soccer holds up against the World Cup or right. or like basketball doesn't hold up against like the NBA finals mm-hmm. in terms of like winning a gold medal in almost any sport is the greatest accolade you can get for that sport with a few exceptions with a few uh, exceptions like, like cycling the, tour, like the tour, de tour de france is still better than the olympics <clears throat> the olympic gold yeah yeah uh which is which is pretty fascinating that like something was able to literally edge out what is otherwise considered the not actually gold standard yeah right that it's very interesting but like it even it kind of makes sense because it's not like like the olympics themselves last three weeks which is about the same length of time the entire tour de france lasts True. And it's not as if like every single day of the Olympics, there's another stage in the overall cycling competition or something because they have like such specific um, events and stuff that they compete in. Right. Like plus like each time they do the Olympics, then would you have to create some sort of like tour of the country you're in? You would need that. <laughs> that I would, think uh, yeah. that'd be awesome though. It, it would be incredibly cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that would make the cycling portion of the summer Olympics really interesting. It would make it huge. Yeah. And, and maybe that's like part of the problem <clears throat> is that for sports like that, where there's so much buildup and anticipation and like execution because yeah, I mean for the tour de France, you're literally watching these cyclists ride, I think like 200 plus miles a day for, three yeah. weeks yeah so i mean like they're doing a ton of competing yeah it's yes. a lot no doubt man well speaking of cycling huh hey. transition popcorn culture is sponsored by shopify y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own shopify store carlin brothers mercantile and it's hard to imagine not having it now but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Pop. 
popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nice. Boom. Um, I started finally reading uh, one of your Wick at the Peaks, Atomic Habits. Yeah. Yesterday. How are you liking it so far? I'm enjoying it so far. I will say that the opening chapter is like almost a little graphic in when he's like talking about getting hit in the face with the baseball bat. Yes. Yes. I is. was like, I, I just like, I... Um, I finished listening to a book on my way home yesterday. Then I like finished the last five minutes of the podcast I was listening to. I was like, all right, well, I'm halfway home. Maybe I'll start this Atomic Habits book. And I was like, this was a bad time to just start like listening to this (laughs) and my casual drive home from work without like any prep or something. I was like, whoa, this is it's like hard to listen to how badly injured this person was. <laughs> it is. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable, but, but it's also then remarkable. The The basic setup for it is he like sustains this, like essentially like could just be career ending injury as like a high school athlete. And then goes on after that injury to surpass the skill he had. Yeah. Like, like 
afterwards. Yeah. You know, so he actually achieved more. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a good launching point and it's a good like personal story by the author to, to get you going. And then immediately uh, what made me think of it was that he tells the story or gives the great example of the British cycling team that yes. went through and did like 1% increases everywhere and suddenly just like exploded with success on the international level. Yeah. Which is, I actually think that, that that particular example has been really fascinating for us here at Super Carlin Brothers because I feel like I, I was telling you about this particular example after reading Atomic Habits and I was like, maybe this is the way we should just like approach how we do like our YouTube channel. Right. Where it's like, like maybe on every single day, it's like, because th- there's no doubt that um, like I can absolutely understand why the psychology of your average if you want to call it influencer person who puts content somewhere on the interwebs um there is such a roller coaster that has inevitably happened on your way to this point yeah and with that typically comes a peak point where basically your your like channels viewership has or whatever your platform is has like reached it's like all-time max and it's like the all-time max is obviously not sustainable. And so like you will you will Yeah, the max is definitionally a like a limited sustainable thing. Yeah. Right, yes, yeah. exactly. Um kind of like you can't go out and like you know, you can sprint very fast. You could sprint a hundred meters way faster than you'd be able to then just carry that pace for the entire mile. Um and but as such though typically what that means is that like when you are when you are making content you are like making stuff and making stuff and making stuff and like eventually maybe it gets that foothold and like it's doing better and better and better and better and then it just like you know you hit you hit the peak um but the thing is is that the peak has something on the other side of it which is coming back down Mm -hmm. um because because the max is not sustainable and i think that it's so this is like a very difficult thing for your brain to like grapple with. Right. Because it means that like almost no matter what the lifespan of your future on, on a given platform lives in the shadow of that peak. Right. For, I mean, for a period of time. And and that's not to say that anybody never then like surpasses their original peak or anything like that, but it's, it can be difficult and it can leave you in a position of like, well, how do I get back to that? Like, you know, how do I, like, how do I, catch the lightning in the bottle over again. Right. So I feel like the way you, the way you and I have like reframed our approach is just basically like 1%. You know, it's like what 1%. We're, we're not we're not trying to hit a new peak. We're just trying to improve by 1%, 1% every day. 1% every day. 1% of it. But honestly what it immediately made me think of as yeah, they were talking about that story cuz he talks about how like um like tiny improvements and having like good habits and like developing good habits that you can practice every single day is like a compounding interest sort of thing where it's just like you like what burns out so many people is trying to um, like just set a goal that has like a really specific end point and then like they'll hit the goal and then they'll just stop whatever they were doing yep. or something like that. And like they there there's a law or you start going towards whatever you want to do and you don't see results immediately or even like even after like a, a, a maybe a somewhat um, longer amount of time, like if you're trying to lose weight or something, just as an example, and you go to the gym for, you know, um, two weeks in a row and you don't see any change or anything, then it can be easy to like burn out. And what he's saying that like 
you know, you might even go six months in a row and not see any change. But the thing is, he like compares it to like melting an ice cube, which I thought was really interesting. It's like, yeah, you know what? That entire six months, maybe you were sitting in a room with an ice cube on the table at like zero degrees. And now you're you've raised the temperature in the room up to 31 degrees. And like from where you're sitting, obviously, it doesn't look like the ice cube has changed at all because it's still below freezing right but like that one next day when you like cross the threshold all of a sudden there's going to be a crazy change right yes and it's like gonna all of a sudden you'll be at 32 degrees and that ice cube is going to be water and like no one's going to know how much you like like don't throw away like all the work from zero to 31 because like that is doing something but you just have to like find that breaking point and eventually like it'll just like the compounding interest will just explode and i was like it reminded me so much of year one from Super Carlin Brothers or like oh, yeah. even the first two years because I was just like, that is, I was like, like that to me, like immediately reaffirmed everything he was saying because during that time, like we were like, I mean, that's basically what we were doing. You know, we were just making, I feel like probably like 1% improvements more or less every day, maybe not like in terms of like the quality of our equipment or anything, but like we were doing it every day and we were getting like better and better and better at like being on camera and honing in on what people liked and making the thumbnails and writing the scripts and doing the editing and all those things. And eventually like, sure enough, it just like we, we hit the 32 degrees mark and something just like exploded. Right. Yeah. I was like, Oh man, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And and it's funny too, because this like incremental growth is something that is, it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to track and it's hard to see, especially if you're like living inside of it all the time like i absolutely felt like i got through like if you could go back and watch like year one episode one ben video super carlin brothers and it's like i'm starting from like below zero right you know it's like it's like there is i I have absolutely no um skill whether it pertains to like on camera like you know charisma or something like that uh to the content of what i was actually saying to the editing of it you know i mean nothing about it was like and I'm not trying to be self-deprecating either. It's just like there was, it had like a long, it had, it had plenty of room to grow. Right. Um, but the thing was, is that like, you know, we were making two to three videos a week, every week for that entire year. So like, despite the fact that like I was getting, that like I was getting faster at editing and the, in the fact that like it was, it was getting like a little bit better and I was figuring out like what ultimately translated to something that came across as like funny on screen right you know it's it was happening so slowly that like i i was incapable of seeing it right and this you could compare this to like 75 hard which i just you know like was doing over the past couple of months where it's like at any point in time i feel like you know i could have eaten better for a couple of weeks and and, and exactly like you're saying like thrown in the towel and like whatever this isn't making a difference and it was like when i started taking like the progress pictures it was like oh my gosh it is making a difference. Right. You know, it's like, I can't see it in the mirror, but like when I compare these pictures, you can see the difference between these people. Yeah. Right. What I thought was really interesting and almost like ironic as I've only listened like the first maybe hour and a half or so of the book, but it's a pretty short book. It is. Yeah. Um, Pretty quick read. Was that like you ended up reading the book because of 75 hard. Yes. But I felt like even inside the book, it was like dismissing the idea of having like, 
it, like the book would have like suggested that like 75 hard was a terrible way to like get in shape or something. And and I think <laughs> that like it's sort of where I, I got to with 75 hard, yeah. which like there, there's, I have a lot of like layers of feelings about this because doing 75 hard, I had a bunch of people messaging me saying like, Hey, you've inspired me to do this thing. Yeah. And like that meant the world to me. Like yeah. that was almost like more meaningful, especially like looking back on it than any of the gains that I saw in any other capacity. Right. So like that was like this like really, really great thing about it. But I did feel like I ultimately sort of like kept barreling towards that ultimate conclusion, which yeah. was like, this is starting to like take a toll on me. And it's like, I was doing this because I was like in an effort to improve myself, you know, right. like, like t- because maybe I'll be happy if I can improve myself. And it was like, Ooh, no, like I'm, I'm like almost taking this too far that it's like, I can like feel the impact it's having right on me. Well, I think even like, um, I think more what I was trying to say was that like, like in the book, like even I thought about it as I was doing like the, the third days of Peloton too, is like, Oh yeah. Like people will like train for a race and then they'll train really hard for that race. And as soon as they cross the finish line, they're like, stop running You're right, or yeah. whatever. It's like, like having, it was like this weird commentary. You don't hear about like goal based thinking, like where if the goal is the only thing you're focused on like finishing the 75 hard or finishing 30 days of, you know, Peloton in a row or whatever. Right. Then like you one, don't allow yourself to be happy until you hit the goal because you're only focused on like that as the um, thing that you will accomplish. And then it doesn't like ultimately affect your identity um, moving forward. It's like you get to the end of it and then what it's like, I, I just th- I thought that was like very interesting because like sure enough like I wanted to do that like 30 day challenge and, like I got to it and I can tell you that I have not ridden the bike one day since then sure you know it wasn't like like I didn't begin identifying as like I am a stationary bike or I'm a, I'm a peloton or something sure you know? like um but this is this is also very interesting too because yeah. um there th- this is probably like one of those things I think could make people glaze but like let me let me ask you to not glaze because uh there is the sport of crossfit right um and with that there are the crossfit games and it's this like just absolutely grueling lineup of activities where these people go and i mean there's like netflix documentaries and stuff that like follow many of the athletes like through the process and everything. But there was one guy in particular who emerged. His name is Matt Frazier, just as like, he's just far and away better at the games than everyone else. And like, he was just like this, like repeat champion. And he was like, you know, it's like second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever they were. They're all like finishing about how you might expect like in terms of proximity to one another. Right. And then way out ahead of them is Matt Frazier. Right. It's like, he could like not even compete the second half of the last day because he has so many points that he doesn't even need to. Right. You know? And when they've talked to him, one of the big things that he said and part of his story is that he used to be like this Olympic lifter and he had a spinal injury and they basically were like, you're never going to be an Olympic lifter again. Like, you know, like this, it's just, it, it was too dangerous or the damage was too much or something. And he basically started like approaching instead of like trying to train for the Olympics and instead of trying to train to win the gold medal type of thing, he was like, I started to train for me. Like I wanted to get better. And so like, I'm not competing with everybody else out there. I'm just going and I'm like attempting to compete like me, myself and I, 
You know, it's like, like, that's it. Like, I just want to get better at my sport. And I think you're exactly right. Like, so he's not saying I want to win the CrossFit games. Right. He just, that is just a byproduct of the new approach to fitness that he had. Right. Um, And so in reflection of, of 75 hard and reading several of these books, one of the ones that I, that I have like sort of had this, this thought experiment about is I love like the Spartan races that we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. And uh, through Spartan racing, they have like an elite racers series. And I've seen those guys go out before and they're on a completely different level. And this is like the actual like competition grade version of the race. They're like the guys who um, do like the first run of the course. So like they're, they're the ones who interact with it before us, us common folk, right. You know, go, go and do the same. And I think I've always been so incredibly intimidated just by the sheer level of like fitness of the people who do this. Right. Like, you know, you, you watch them come off the lines and these men and women are just like ripped. I mean, they are like, you know, the, the magazine cover, like yeah. fitness people. And you're like, yeah. it's like, man, that's Jeez, man. It's like, that's like next level. But so when I started, when I started trying to put these pieces together, I was like, like, what if I don't even think about competing with those people? It's just like, I just want to see how good I can get at this stuff. Like, I love the obstacles. I love the courses. Like, right. it, it kind of combines, like, maybe some of the strengths I had as, like, a high school cross-country runner and merges it with some of, like, the strength training that we've done as an adult and applies it to the, like, outdoorsman-y type of stuff that we like of, right. you know, being out in the elements and, yeah. and facing that type of stuff. And so... Obviously, I haven't, I have not, you know, pursued this ambition, but this is like the thought. It's like, you can't think that you want to go and like beat anybody else in that elite series. You just have to think like, how good could I do? Right. Like, it's not that I want to be like a, like, it's not that I want to finish an elite Spartan race. It's like, I want to be like, I, not even I want to be, that's even already the wrong phrasing. It's like, I am an adventure racer. Yes, exactly. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. And so, it's, yeah, it's just like, how do I, how, like, how do I be better at my? Yeah. At, at how do thing? I be a better adventure racer? What would an adventure racer do in this situation? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of thing. And then the question would just be like, sort of, and and this is again even like departing the objective here, but what what would the ultimate byproduct be? Right. Like if this just became like you know what you pursued and and this was like brought you joy and everything, then it's like, would you start to see yourself? land in better and better and better spots right probably as time went on yeah, yeah because like you're just like how do i like you know how do i fine-tune how do i fine-tune how do i get better um, right exactly and you're, if you're practicing all the things all the time because that's what you know that's what you want to do then yeah you'll get better right exactly yeah and it seems like uh, according at least according to like the book eventually you will hit some sort of like breaking point and it will like really explode yeah but the book also preaches a lot of patience as well, which I think is probably the really difficult part. <laughs> it, 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 it always yeah. is. Yeah. I think that that patience is definitely like the big thing that, uh, with, with anything you have to be prepared for it not to happen immediately. Yeah. I think something, I don't know if it will get to this, but my guess is that if ever you're like embarking on this, like it, it talks about like 1% improvement and like micro improvements and like over time, how it compounds and stuff. But I would guess also what makes it difficult is that like out of the gate, you're probably able to make a bunch of like obvious adjustments or like decisions that will improve, that will help you improve like 10 or 20%, like almost immediately, like real fast, like real yeah. fast. And then 
that'll be encouraging. But then what might be discouraging is how slow the progress becomes after that until you, in fact, hit whatever breaking point there is. Right. So so yeah. take my take my like, you know, adventure races or whatever for uh, as an example. Um, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I think in 2019 for like my birthday, I like signed up for a race to go and just like actually like run it with intent and purpose and just like see how I could do because every other time I've ever done it was always with like a big group of people. And it was just like, I, I just wanted to be there with those people right. and, and help where I could help or be encouraging where I could be encouraging. But this was sort of like, I'm going to go, you know, put the grease paint under my eyes and like, like run, like right. come off the line. So in preparation for that, I was doing like, you know, push ups and pull ups and rope climbs and like just a variety of other um, like activities that could like potentially have me, prepared right the thing i did not do was run ah at all at all you know and it's like th- this is one of those where it's like it's like it's still a four to five mile run run right like th- you know i mean i can i can go up a rope in like eight seconds right you know like it, it doesn't take me any time it probably doesn't even take me that long right like this is the real trick to these races is that the obstacles themselves they will slow you down to be sure but you can get up the rope the the five second difference and how fast you get up that rope out of the gate isn't going to be the deal breaker exactly <laughs> the most amount of time will be lost in the running itself <laughs> yes yes yeah. so so to truly adopt this i feel like you would also need to adopt um that aspect of it, which is like the one that I've sort of just like, I've sort of been like, I know, like I, I it's so silly because it's now been how many years since we left college, 14 years for, or not uh, high school, rather mm. 14 years since I left high school and was like a competitive runner in any capacity at all. And in my mind, I'm still like, I got the run down. I got <laughs> like, it down. It's no, I ran Easy. 14 years ago, a whole bunch like that. Yeah. That'll hold me. It's pretty, I'm set. I'm I set. I would bet the other thing you didn't do was, continue any of that stuff after you finish the race also true right also true yeah. which i think is a big indication i think about this is i think we've talked about this before like i always think like yeah we were going rock climbing a ton once upon a time and like i i think we even talked before about like i feel like if i had like if we'd continued doing it like it's probably been like five years since we were going regularly sure. or something if not more and i'm like i wonder like we were going pretty regularly and sure enough like you get a lot better quickly but like where would like where would i be today if we had continued doing it at the same rate we were doing it for the past five years like because i think i yeah, i think we had probably all started reaching that point where it's like okay improvement from here on out will be slow yes you know it, for me like the way i was looking at it, it was like the only way for me to start to get better is to like literally start to have this be like a part-time job for me mm-hmm. like, but that's probably not true well, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's possible that just even just like that much more consistency would have led to that much more development and technical ability and everything. Right. Um, but I definitely felt like I was like my my like peak, my growth curve had like definitely like flattened. Right. Um, which was, which was you know hard. Right. But like, <laughs> but that's the question too. Is that like if you're doing something in this way where it's like where it isn't so goal based, it's like you don't get discouraged by the growth curve because that's not why you're doing it. Maybe that's the best way to say it. Yeah. Um, And so it's like, if you're just doing it because you love doing it, then that growth curve will, it will go up when it goes up. It will go up when it's ready. Yeah. Um, And that, that's, that's probably a big part of it, which is interesting because I think you and I are both very goal oriented people. Right. Yeah. It's like, I, I 
do it has immediately like grabbed my attention though and just like like what are the tiny things you can do on the daily that will eventually add up to something like massive yes you know like i i remember for a while i was even writing like on my to-do list just like do like I would write down like push-ups twice and like twice a day I would just do like 20 push-ups or something. Sure. And it's like the same thing. I'm like, I don't do that anymore, but I'm like, if I had been doing just 40 random push-ups a day for the last seven months, like that would have translated into something by now. Surely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It doesn't seem like that much you're doing at any given moment, but like certainly that would have an effect. This is I, this it actually hails back to a different conversation I had with you once upon a time, which was like the way that our grandparents had this like coin jar yeah. inside of their room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would just come home every day, you know, from like whatever the, the things that they did, buying something, you know, just simple at the store. And they would deposit whatever the, the, the coin based change was into this five gallon container. And it was always this like aspiration of mine because as a kid, I, I slowly started realizing just how much money that was. Yeah. And from my perspective of it, I was like, they like accidentally saved thousands of dollars. Right. You know, and like at some point in time, I think their whole like thing was that they would, they would go and they would convert it into cash and then use that money to like go on like a cruise or something together. Right. And it was this like in my mind, it'd be like, wouldn't it be so cool to do that? But it's the same thing. It's, it's such incremental growth. Right. You're, you're talking about le- by almost definition, less than $1 a day right and but like it gets there right yeah eventually it adds up to something right yeah so i don't know it has made me very curious to start like trying thinking and the sort of like like thinking about like the like built like just building good habits and like framing stuff in that way and just sort of like trusting to the um trusting to the nature of time to produce results at some point. Well, and also maybe like having those habits be driven by truly chasing something that you yourself actually want. Right. Um, let me, let me try to transition to a topic that I had written down that I think will fit. Uh, and, and if not, like we'll, we'll figure out like maybe like where I came from at least. Uh, so remind me that we started with atomic habits at some point in time when I I inevitably lose my train of thought. Um, but so uh, as like an ongoing update of having, uh, stepped away from social media, I have had a myriad of different sort of like tiny little aha moments that have sort of indicated to me just how much my relationship with social media was influencing the underlying why as to the actions I was undergoing. Okay. You know, so like, let's say there's a very like goal based scenario. It's like, like I want to go and compete in, 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 in like an elite race for Spartan racing or whatever. It's like, I, I think that it would not be hard for me to start to like dissect that goal and realize what I wanted was to be able to inevitably someday share that piece of like information, uh. you know? And it's like, it's like, do you want it or do you want the like what it would the say admiration the, yeah, yeah. Wh- whether it's the admiration or like the 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 way that like it like fills in like the color of your character or something like that like, right like i want this to be like something that helps other people know like who i am right versus me doing something because it's it's something like that i might 
want just, to do. Yeah. Just solely wanting to pursue. And I think that when you find the answer to that question, the likelihood that you stick with it after that race is over starts to go up dramatically. Mm-hmm. But the example that I, that I kind of stumbled across that maybe sort of like, as we were talking, I was like, I feel like this sort of fits a little bit, um, is that we're getting ready to actually, as of you listener hearing this episode, we will currently be on our family beach vacation. Yes. In I'll South Carolina. wrapping up actually. Yes. Yes. So great week. Yeah. Oh, we hopefully so, so much. Wow. Fun. Can you believe all the family milestones and memories we made? Uh, <laughs> but there was that one moment where that one person tripped. Oh, oh shoot, man. This is like Mike's wedding all over again, where I said that like, there's the inevitability somebody is going to get hurt. And then I broke my tail. Oh, um, but anyway, so getting ready for the beach, I found myself in this, this like, thought cycle that I have historically found myself in throughout the years, which was like, Oh man, like I'm going to go do like a fun summary vacation. Like maybe I want to buy like a new bathing suit. And then it was the type of thing where it was like, well, I'm not actually going to like share a picture of said new bathing suit uh, like anywhere because I'm not currently on social media. And so then it was like, Hmm, well then do I even want a new bathing suit if like there's no ability to share it. And then like what I started peeling back from there was like, why did I ever want a new bathing suit? Did I ever want a new bathing suit or did I always want to like share it? Mm. And then it was almost like, well now I don't need one. I have, I have them, you know, it was like, right. But, but I mean, to me that was, that was like a small, and maybe this feels very obvious, you know, from like an outsider's perspective looking in. Right. But to me, it was like a very cool moment of like self-recognition where it's like, huh, this is something I can look back on and I can, I can probably even tell you the origin story of the existing bathing suits that I have. Right. Because they've probably been purchased in a very similar manner of speaking right. uh, to, to this thought. Like, like this is the one I bought for this trip. Um, this is how like all dads become like the dads you think of as like stereotypical. Cause eventually they're just like, who am I trying to impress? I just want the comfy ones. Sure. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, I'm already married. The kids are stuck with me. I'm, <laughs> I don't need to wear these flashy, uncomfortable swim trunks exactly yeah with suspenders i mean right. are you kidding me i'm just calling it right now if you're listening 50 years from now at some point in time bathing suits had suspenders right bathing suspenders bathing suspenders really big in the 2040s you know <sighs> man what a time to be alive <laughs> who saw it coming uh, we so, did apparently we did yeah called it called it called it it would be fun to just start taking stabs at like the future <laughs> just like <laughs> like what haven't they done with bathing suits yet suspenders right i feel like the show the simpsons just tries this all the time right and then like they correctly predict things and it's like are they correctly predicting things are they just always taking shots they're just throwing stuff at the wall and and some of them just happen to hit right um but so you know okay so if i can try to if i can try to then backpedal myself to yeah to the adventure racing the idea again would be sort of like why did i want to do it in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, and like, what was I hoping to get out of it? And given a world where n- nobody else knows that I did it at all, do you still want to do it? And what's cool to me is that the answer to that question is yes. Right. Like, it's like, I like the environment. I like the obstacles. I like, you know, like kind of battling those elements and yeah. stuff like that. And I think that it combines a lot of the stuff that I've, that I've historically done where like even like with with like my current like weightlifting type of training and stuff I'm not trying to become a bodybuilder I'm not trying to become a competitive weightlifter and so it's like why am I doing it 
Right. Because you, know, you just want to be healthy. You just want to be healthy. Right. Yeah. Um, but being able to then apply that strength to something that I can like enjoy on an ongoing basis, I think would help it turn into a good habit. So it feels like you're it's this is helping you like unlearn why you were doing things or something. Yes. Yes. Which I feel like is probably a very good starting place for you because I feel like you've expressed recently like you're on you're like difficult figuring out like stuff you just personally like have personal passion about or something. Yeah. I've definitely, I've definitely like had this issue. Like I I had, um, I had like a a scenario where I left counseling and I was like, I remember just feeling completely rocked Mm -hmm. by the assignment that the, the guy had given me, which was you need to go and have 30 minutes of fun a day just for you. Like that's it. Like just find something fun. And I was, I mean, it was almost like he had assigned me like 75 papers on Romeo and Juliet right? or something. I was like, are you kidding me, man? Like, how am I supposed to fit this into my life? And then it was sort of like, as, as like the layers, you know, sort of were being peeled back. I'm like, why am I recoiling so hard at someone telling me to go and like take time for myself, right? Go have fun. Right. I, w- I was upset that I was given this advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very, very, to me, eye-opening because it was like, oh, man, <laughs> like how, how has this become such a foreign thought when on some level it feels like it should be like the, the underlying goal behind all of the other things we do. Right. You know, it's like, like go to work, you know, earn a living so that you can then use that to do the things you love. Right. Yeah. So what... Um if I can ask, what have you been doing with your 30 minutes a day? Well, I went to a car wash one day. Oh, <laughs> oh Ben, I Ben, I said fun, not ragers. Okay, man. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it was like pure luxury. <laughs> um, no, but it was, it was really funny because back, back in like my early days of high school, I used to like wash and wax my car it, just b- because, I don't know, it was completely spotless because I did it all the time. Uh, but as an adult being much, much, much busier, I have found that like, I, I just, I like, it's like if once a year I wash my car, it's like, I'm, I'm killing it. So the, the day, the day after I was given this assignment, that was exactly what I did. It's like, I got home and I was like, I'm going to run to the car wash. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's, that's what I've been able to come up with. Um, it has actually been, it's been, it's been like a very interesting, uh, like to call it a struggle feels like really the wrong word, but I have been very gobsmacked by how there isn't a more immediate and obvious answer mm-hmm. to, to this question. Right. Like that, that to me feels like it's like, I, I think that's probably why I was so like thrown off by being given this assignment. Right. You what, were like, I don't even know how to have fun. Yes. Right. Which, which is, that does seem like a problem. <laughs> I, yeah, right. I know. Yeah, good, good place to good place to leap off of. Um, so, if anybody has any any great recommendations on things that you does anyone know anything fun we could do? I need some suggestions on how to have fun. Please, we're going to the beach next week. That should be fun. It hopefully. should be fun. Yeah. I, I have. Unless, gone, why did you even ever want to go to the beach, Ben? To, to spend time with family. Yeah. Do activities. Yeah. Um, no, I, I feel like we have gone through fantastic links. We were recording this obviously a full week in advance so that we are able to just go and be on vacation. Um, I, I do feel like I have been just downright determined over the past week to be as, as prepared as humanly possible for this trip. So that like once I'm there, it's just like, ah, oh, I'm there. It's like, we made it. We I can just rest. 
I've actually debated on not even bringing my phone. On the not trip. even bringing like your just, phone. Just completely just being like, boom, I'm just here. I'm just present. Man. That's it. Well, that would be quite the feat. I've considered at least deleting all like the social media apps off <gasps> of my phone. No way. For the At least for the trip as maybe like a trial thing. This is one of the other weird things about the book is that it's like, like t- or the, about atomic habits, if we want to go full circle, is that it's like, I think one of the things it warns against is taking like severe drastic action because like that's not a very like sustainable thing and it's not like a habit so it's like easy to backslide so I'm like but at the same time I'm like well well how how would you begin the habit of being on social media less like that seems like a good way to start yeah my my starting point was I set screen time limits that were that were very small mm. basically so okay. I think I think I well I mean small based on very relative terms I have no idea what typical usage is but um, I had set my Instagram to 20 minutes a day and my TikTok to 30 minutes a day because TikTok far and away was the one I was spending the most time on yeah um, but so that was I did that for a couple of weeks before outright deleting them yeah um which is which I do think has been good for me because it felt like that was like the the first step and then for the most part I have not found that it has been like weighing on me right to to not have them with with the very small exception being that I think that I didn't realize how much of the news that I consumed coming from my social platforms. I see. And so I have been a little bit behind on a couple of like big news topics that I felt like I probably needed to know more about more in the right. moment. You need like a, you need like a, a new news gathering habit. Like maybe you should get like a like a physical paper or something. I thought about an actual newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm sure it sounds like it's like to think of that as like a quaint idea. Yeah. You know, like like this is how most people got what, the news print media for, for most of forever yeah. since we've had like public news um ben this is okay you know what i said i was going to bring this up and i know we're we're getting we're at like 70 minutes or something now so it's just a little bit longer episode i have to bring your attention to what i consider like this like fascination i'm having on twitter right now okay with our local newspaper. Oh, okay. Interesting. The, I, the Roanoke I, Times. The Roanoke Times, as it were, quite an establishment, a long-running newspaper in the area. Definitely the biggest newspaper here at the Roanoke Times. Okay, this is it. Like I, on Twitter, the Roanoke Times has like sixty-three point five thousand followers. Pretty solid, right? Okay, more, more than me, yeah. I think. Yeah. So not bad pretty good for your local newspaper about what you'd expect yeah right okay and they show up in my feed all the time all the different stories they post it looks like it's just sort of some sort of automated you they they post it to the website it gets posted to the twitter whatever right okay this is what's baffling to me and what is such a red flag is that they have 63.5 thousand followers and there is zero, and I mean zero, interaction with anything they post ever, no matter what it's about. So there's like, there's not a like, there's not a retweet, there's not a comment. There's like, no, you can scroll back and like maybe every once every 10 posts, there will be like a single heart, maybe. You know, wow. Like it is, there is, it is a barren landscape. And it is just like, 
how is this possible? And it's like, I, I, my, I am forced to conclude that the Roanoke times has like committed the cardinal sin of buying followers at like, or that it's like all bots or something. Cause or, or like, but it, even that feels, it feels so unrealistic that like even a no, bot doesn't have the ability to be posting well, something. Not, not even that. Just that like, even if, even if it was 99% bots or fake followers or something, that there would be enough people who just live in Roanoke and are on Twitter that would interact with dude the, like in any because if you go to any local news site here it's facebook page or twitter you can ju- i mean you should not look at the comments because it is just a freaking flame war down there <laughs> it is terrible but 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 there are comments like there's tons of interactivity so i'm like is literally nobody in roanoke on Twitter, because that uh, that wouldn't surprise me either. If me, if I was amongst like the dozen people in the whole city on this app, but I mean, we've talked about this before because like I, I and I don't know how common this is, but it's like n- none of our friends. I yeah, that's like, the thing. That, like yeah, like we had we we had like a Halo Land party uh, several weeks ago where yeah. we had sixteen people make it so that we yeah. could play full eight v eight, which was amazing. Capture the flag. Actually, I do not like capture the flag. Everyone's all about it. Oh, I love capture the flag. Yeah, but okay. not the point. Whatever. Um, but I feel like not even I feel like. Of all of those 16 people, I'm pretty sure you are the only person who is active on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, and Ethan, the editor. Ethan, uh, who, the editor. Who, who works this, here. Who works here. Yeah. Um, but like even my Twitter, I, I deleted Twitter back in 2020. So like yeah. I have not been on Twitter in a long time. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's like no one that I know has no it. No one. But it, and th- yeah, it's like, is are, are we just in some sort of like, Twitter dead zone on the map, like Roanoke. I don't, it's so weird to, I, the, the, I swear the Roanoke times thing is just blowing my mind because it do, it wouldn't surprise me if they bought all their followers and they're just not real. And that's why they're not there. But it would surprise me if nobody was, fo- if there was n- zero, zero real people following them at all. And especially because it's, it's not only that they don't have any activity on any of their recent posts, but there are recent posts. That's right. It's updating every day. It's not like, Oh yeah, we, we, the Rono times made a Twitter page. We decided to abandon it six years ago and no one's posted on it or whatever. Like we have high followers cause people find us cause they want to follow us, but then we don't post so they can't interact. It's like, no, I bet you I'm going to look right now. I'm going to look right now. And we're going to see on, on Twitter, on the bird app. Let's see. Rowan. I bet I am looking at their page more than literally anybody. Well, it almost seems like factually that is true. And if you're listening to this, don't go throw them a bone. Don't go. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go start liking their stuff. Look at this. Look at this. They have a blue check mark, Ben. They have a blue check mark. It's the legit. It's not like some fake Roanoke Times account. You know, 63.5 thousand followers. Look, they posted something two minutes ago, okay? <laughs> two minutes ago, 32 minutes ago, 50 minutes ago. There is zero interaction at all on just anything. I don't, it's, how is it that nobody in Roanoke has the app? I wonder like, if there's this- any chance that their that their feed is like, set to some type of like private and it is only visible if you visit their page. That would be 
baffling. I, I mean, it would be, it would be, but like, to me, this is the thing. Like if like take any celebrity, for example, on Instagram and go and look at the comments on one of their posts, I would be willing to bet that tons of them are just people who are commenting, but I would also be willing to bet a ton of them are like, Hey, get $500 for free by going to blah, 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 blah.com. Mm-hmm. And it's all just like, it's, it is just spam, but there's not even that. That's what I mean. Like, it's like the fact that even fake stuff isn't finding its way, especially when the other thing is that it's news, which tends to be like the thing that people have. It's the, like what the, Twitter the was made for. about. Yeah. Yes. This is, it is unbelievable. 112.7 thousand tweets is what it says at the top. 112,000 tweets. And no interactions. No interactions. I mean, look at this. The most I can see, the most I can see is that two hours ago, there is one tweet that has two likes and one comment, and that's it. What does the comment say? Well, it's uh, it's a, well, the, the tweet is it's a story about a woman in West Virginia fatally shot and a man who began firing an AR-15 style rifle into a crowd of people that had gathered for a party, authorities said. Yikes. Yeah. So, um, so it's wow. it. Wow. Well, so anyway, I mean, yeah, this it, it is it's fascinating. It is it's very, very unusual and unlikely and bizarre. Uh I maybe don't get maybe it. maybe there needs to be like some type of um deep dive exploratory. Like maybe we should do an episode of the pop where like we like play like mystical music and this it's is, like today we unravel the mystery of the Roanoke Times. It's just it, it, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the X Files music? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the pop. Uh, we appreciate all of your feedback. If you want to send it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Uh, I know we covered just a whole bunch of fun bases today. Obviously we recommend reading the book atomic habits. Uh, we can link that in the show notes down below. I would not recommend following the Roanoke times. Please do not do that. Yeah. yeah don't please do that. Don't do go, not throw them any bones. No bones thrown from here. Yeah. Um, also uh, through the end of the month of June, we will be having the moleskin notebook popcorn culture uh, exclusive merch available. Uh, and again, that is going to be a black hardcover notebook in the large format. It will be lined. It will be having, it will have a gold stamp with the popcorn culture logo on it and your name in gold. Also on the cover uh, over on Patreon, we should have listed a really beautiful photo of the um, official prototypes that have come in for uh, Jay and I. Um, again, that's patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Otherwise until next, time pop pop when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply